Crystal Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and a worship leader who is passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. Okay, well, this week's devotional, we are continuing on in this section of Luke 10 where a lawyer had come to Jesus to test him when he asked him a question on how to inherit eternal life. And he had answered correctly to Jesus, but then we move on into this next section in Luke 10 verses 29 through 37, and it says, but he, talking about the lawyer, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think? proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers. He said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. Now, after already getting the answer from Jesus, you know, and he's been told to do it, to love God and to love his uh, neighbor, this lawyer now seeks to justify himself. Which that really just tells us that he wasn't already doing what Jesus said to do, even though he had answered correctly. So this lawyer knew what he should be doing, what the scriptures said to do, but he wasn't doing it currently. And then instead of letting that conviction change him and change his actions, he sought to justify himself and his own sin of missing that mark of perfection as it was laid out in the law. With this in mind then, the foundation of the issue that this lawyer um, is having, it's really not with any of the neighbors at all, right? The real foundation of the issue here is it's with loving God. Because if he was indeed following that first commandment of loving God with all his heart and soul and strength and mind, just like he had quoted to Jesus... He wouldn't then be trying to justify himself in asking who his neighbor was since he would be busy already loving his neighbor. Now, I really love that Jesus then replied with the parable about the Good Samaritan. I mean, Jesus didn't engage this man in conversation about his attempt to justify himself. Jesus didn't scold him like he's a little child. Jesus simply took the teachable opportunity And he shared a parable that would help align this lawyer's perspective with his, with 
God's perspective. Now, how often do we see truth from the Bible and when we're pricked with conviction, don't really meditate on the word that God spoke to our hearts, but immediately jump to self-justification? If that's you, you're not alone because unfortunately that is part of our sin nature. That doesn't excuse it though. Yes, we are sinful and we have a nature that chooses sin and chooses to justify that sin and to push blame onto someone else or well, really anyone else, but that doesn't make it right. We shouldn't simply acknowledge our failings and flaws as sinful people and then seek to justify it by saying like, well, that's just me. I am a sinful person, you know, knowing that God does give grace. The fact that our righteousness is likened in the Bible to filthy rags, you know, or in our current times, a better way to understand that would be like a used menstrual menstrual pad. But the fact that our righteousness is likened to this means that our very best in and of ourselves is not even close to the standard of holiness that God requires. And the thing is, as Christians, we don't need to justify ourselves because we are already justified in Christ and we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. So then really any attempt of ours to justify ourselves and our sin is worthless and at best it only serves to deceive ourselves. And this is just as James described, you know, being a hear only, one who hears the word and doesn't do it, that they're deceiving themselves. The key then in this is to not let that justification standing with God be an excuse for sin instead of continuing to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and you know, not let that be an excuse to stop the refinement process in the sanctification of us becoming more like Jesus. Now, I can guarantee you that if you seek to love God and then in turn love others, that in that process of sanctification, your growth will make you more like Jesus, who was completely sinless. And it will in turn make you sin less, not sinless, but to sin less. When you attempt to justify yourself and your own sin, your thoughts are solely on yourself, right? But when you're seeking to love God and others, you're denying yourself and you're following in the footsteps of Jesus, who is the one who truly has justified you. The first response from Jesus when the lawyer had come to him and answered correctly was, do this and you will live. So he's telling the lawyer, you answered correctly in saying that you should love God first and then you should love others. And it was, do this and you will live. That is the way that's going to lead you into eternal life. Now notice that now after trying to justify himself and being taught through a parable, the answer from Jesus remains the same, right? It says, you go and do likewise. So you can fruitlessly try to justify yourself to Jesus all day long 
when you sin, but the answer will stay the same because he is the one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The answer is do what he says. Now, I want to leave you with this admonishment and encouragement. It really is a blend from Paul um, in several verses here in Romans chapter 6. And I pray that, you know, you would respond well when the Holy Spirit convicts you and that you would be walking in the newness of life in Christ that you were born into as a child of God and that you would walk free from sin. So here we go. uh, Verses from Romans chapter 6. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under the law but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourself to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For blogs, written devotionals, and originally written songs, visit crystalcravenmusic.com, and that is Crystal with a K.